1: You can be the king calm bangin' on your chest. You can beat the world, you can beat the war, you can talk the guy, go bangin' on his door. You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock, you can move a mountain, you can break rocks, you can be a master, don't wait for love. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself. And the world's gonna
3: know your day. Five of the 15 finalists named this week will be standing in the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer. Paul it announced its list Tuesday evening. We've trimmed the candidates from 26 to 15. So now there are seven, yes, seven candidates appearing for the first time, including three first-year nominees. That would be Jason Taylor, Brian Dawkins, and LaDainian Tomlinson. And the rest of the list goes something like this. Morton Anderson, Tony Buscelli, Isaac Bruce, Don Coryell, Terrell Davis, Alan Fanica... Joe Jacoby, Ty Law, John Lynch, Kevin Mawai, Terrell Owens, and Kurt Warner. Goose, you've seen the list, so let's start with the surprises. Who were they?
4: Well, I think the fact there are two interior linemen, Alan Fanica and Kevin Mawai, uh, both strong candidates, but this committee favors tackles, you know, which is why Will Shields, with his 12 Pro Bowl selections, in all-decade acclaim, has to wait four years to get in. You know, Neither Fanica or Mawai
0: went to 10 Pro Bowls, so I was a bit surprised both of them made
4: it to the finals.
3: Ronnie, you in line with that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised by Don uh, Coryell returning again. I I think it shows uh, the level of respect a lot of voters have for his, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, all his achievements. And and it also shows that he's got a pretty solid voting block. But it's baffling to me when you have guys like Jimmy Johnson and Tom Flores and George Seifert with two Super Bowls and they can't get in the room and Coryell. As a cot in the back. Seems. Yeah, well,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Ron, except he was a top 10 finalist last year. I mean, it's not like he's getting discarded. He made it into the top 10 last year. Yeah, so no, I a, know. He's in the ready list.
0: Right. No, it's amazing. I mean, it's interesting.
3: Um, well, oh, next question, of course, would be who's missing that you would have liked to have seen here. Right. And I mean, you know, missing from the list of 26 semifinalists, just not missing in total, but just missing from that list of 26 semifinalists. Goose?
4: I'm really disappointed Mike Ken didn't get in. Right. Yeah, this guy played 251 games, started 251 games, never missed a game in his 17 career, but all with Atlanta. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, a great player on a bad team, and he continues to be punished because he played for the team that drafted him.
3: Goose, I think what we've got to do is push harder for him. We, we push for Baselli, we push for Mawai, push hard for Ken, maybe he shows up on this list next year.
4: He deserves to get in the room.
3: Right. Ronnie?
0: Uh, Carl Mecklenburg, Chris Hinton, who I think also deserves to be in there. We've kind of gotten on his bandwagon a little bit. And, and Steve Atwater, I think, also is a guy who deserves to mm-hmm. be uh, debated. My guess is he's probably now permanently disappeared. Yeah, yeah uh, probably. Which is unfortunate.
3: So now that you've seen this list, Goose, what's going to be the most difficult cut? Is it from 15 to 10 or from 10 to 5?
4: 10 to 5. It always is, you know, because I think this class is fairly wide open. I think Talmuson's a slam dunk, and this could be the year that uh, Kurt Warner's rewarded for his weight, but those other three spots could be wide open
0: no, I agree. I think 10 to 5 is always the most difficult cut because, uh, to me, I've never left that room where I didn't know I left one or two Hall of Famers right. behind. Right. Uh, and you never really feel great about that.
3: Okay. Well, uh, we're going to get back to this year's Hall of Fame finalists. Nice to have that list out. But first, uh, let me tell you about what we have ahead here. Uh, we have wide receiver Steve Smith who may be Hall of Fame worthy with us. Uh, Steve announced his retirement this week, and it uh, sure sounds as if he means it this time. Uh, we also have Hall of Fame voter Vic Carucci to tell us what in the world is going on with those Buffalo Bills. Ron, what in the world's going on with the Bills? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're losing. Gonna, they're losing, that's right. <laughs> and to reflect on the life and times and career of a very special friend of ours and a former guest on this show, and that would be, Special teams coach Bruce DeHaven, who passed away last week. Uh, We also have the Hall of Fame case for Heinz Ward, our Hall of Fame, or not Hall of Fame, all pro selections, and who among the players who are likely to retire, or maybe are retiring, who among them is Hall of Fame worthy? But before we get to all that, guys, I want to start with what's immediately in front of us. And, And that's the playoff and the coaching changes. And first, let's go quickly to, I guess, Black Sunday, which... Used to be called Black Monday. and It seems like everything's faster these days, so I guess firing should be too. Um, did you see what Chip Kelly, Goose said about uh, former GM Trent balky? I mean, what do you make of it? I mean, basically, uh, so he's had it out for him. and
4: It's the blame game. Chip fails. He blames Balky, And maybe for good reason. If, in fact, Balky did Stonewall Kelly and the coaching staff on the selection of Dak Prescott last April. Yeah. You know, what a difference a quarterback would have made in that team. Prescott may not have taken the 49ers to the playoffs with that supporting cast, but he likely would have saved Chip Kelly's job for another season if Belke would have let the 49ers draft him.
3: Yeah, Dak's a stand-up guy, if you know what I mean. Um, listen, especially with San Francisco. Uh, you know what I who I blame here, Goose um, and Ron? Um, the guys who brought Kelly in. I mean, he, he didn't get along with GM Howie Roseman in Philadelphia. Remember that? I mean, basically, yep. they got Chip out of there and they got his players out of there. And so he doesn't get along with the GM here. <laughs> like, you know, he say, hello, what is going on? I mean, why did anyone think it would work when it didn't work with a coach? who could win in San Francisco, and that was Jim Harbaugh. He didn't get along with the GM either. Well, you're, you're
0: right, Clark. I mean, he couldn't get along with uh, owner Jeff Lurie, who's about the easiest guy in the world to get along with. Right. Um, and by the end, from what I was told, everybody in the building hated him. Everybody. Uh, that's hard even for me to do.
2: Everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, say what you want about the Chipster, uh, You know, one of New Hampshire's great products. I will say two things about him. Number one, he's been fired twice in 367 days. Not easy to do by anybody. <laughs> got to give him credit for that. And all you need to know about Chip Kelly is when he left the University of New Hampshire to go to Oregon to be the offensive uh, coordinator, he'd been there a couple months, and the equipment guys in UNH got a call from the guys in, in their peers in Oregon, begging them to send him a bunch of UNH stuff in exchange for Oregon stuff because Kelly was refusing to wear any Oregon gear. He was still wearing his UNH stuff. So they figured, well, at least we'll get some clean stuff. And they didn't have any. They had to go to the bookstore and buy them because they had no extras. There's the difference.
3: wow. Wow. Well, uh, let's get to this weekend's games (laughs) from Chip Kelly. We've got some extras here. Um, There's really, I think, none better than the Giants-Green Bay game Sunday. Goose, and you're probably all over this. Um, I think it's one of the reasons the NFL held it for last. Goose, I I, I believe – Strongly, and you know this because we've talked about it, that either of these teams can beat the Cowboys. But I don't know what you think. So let's hear it. You agree? Yeah, I
4: agree. New York's defense and Green Bay's offense, specifically quarterback Aaron Rodgers, can give the Cowboys all kinds of problems. The Giants have already beaten the Cowboys twice this season with defense. And the Packers, I think, are one of the few teams that can score with the Cowboys. And that's what you're going to have to do, put points on the board.
3: Okay, so let's take this game specifically. Giants, Green Bay, at Green Bay, where the Giants won last time they went there. Who wins and why, Goose?
4: Boy, it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers with his playoff history and his recent history, the way he's been playing over these last two months. I mean, he's been the best player in football these last two months.
3: Okay. Ron, I'm going to ask you about something very close to your heart. Oakland at Houston and Miami at Pittsburgh are playing. thought you were going to ask me about lunch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or snowblowers, one of those two. But I, uh, I know which one you're going to be watching. The Raiders say they're going to start third stringer Connor Cook of Michigan State. Yeah, you get, could get the, the Michigan State here. You get the get other, other, band other band in, band in, in here. Bring in the Barton marching band. Um, and I'm going to be honest, guys. I mean, no matter whom the Texans start, I believe Connor Cook, <laughs> Michigan State's Connor Cook the best quarterback in that game and there, there they are go. there's there the Spartan go. marching band thanks Derek trampling, appreciate that
4: trampling the Raider marching band <laughs> on the way in but Ron <laughs> not the
3: I don't want to do that I also believe the Raiders caught a break because Houston's one team they can beat with a rookie making his first start right
0: well I'm not so sure about that because uh, the one thing the Texans have is uh a Romeo Grinnell's done a tremendous job with that defense. They're number one in the NFL, a little-known fact in defense. You know, they get after the quarterback. Clowney has a career-high six sacks, and the aptly named Witness Merciless has (laughs) seven-and-a-half sacks from outside linebacker. I think they're going to make that kid from Michigan State wish he was playing Western
3: Michigan, (laughs) not the Houston Texans. Hey, quick, guys, before we go, any upsets this weekend, Goose?
4: If there is, it'll be in Seattle. The Seahawks are out of sync.
3: Ronnie?
0: I don't think so, unless you consider Houston beating Oakland an upset.
3: Okay, well, this is no upset. We're going to commercial! but when we return, we're going to dissect this year's Hall of Fame finalists. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
5: This is Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
6: Hi, Tom Baudet. trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Baudet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR 4.51%. Call 800 Quicken or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800 Quicken.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal Housing Lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access.org number 3030.
8: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the 2 for $4 croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal 2 for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage dude. And 2 for $4. That is a huge bargain ha! <laughs> well said, Marty.
8: Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
9: Geico presents Unanswerable Questions.
10: Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or oh, the big one? Why doesn't everyone switch to Geico and they could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to GEICO and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups.
9: Geico, the answer to savings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
4: If your computer is running slow, go to mycleanpc.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your
9: computer. Increase your computer speed today with mycleanpc.com. That's mycleanpc.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com.
11: This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um,
10: yeah, I have questions.
8: Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly
12: just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom. Dad. Did you ever try drugs?
11: They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
3: Well, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago to mycleanpc.com, too, because if your computer runs slowly, let's face it, whose doesn't? Go to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, yes, minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's mycleanpc.com. So we mentioned at the top of our first segment we have our 15 Hall of Fame finalists for 2017 and hallelujah they include seven guys there for the first time including first year eligibles Brian Dawkins Jason Taylor and LT Ladanian Tomlinson what they don't include of course in the 2016 list of finalists are safety Steve Atwater and running back Edgerin James neither of whom made it to the top 10 last year but guys I think we're all agreed both of whom are Hall of Fame worthy so Goose you surprised to see one or both of them gone?
4: Yeah, both surprised and disappointed. I, I thought Edron James would be back, possibly at the expense of Terrell Davis, and I thought Atwater would be back if for no other reason than the fact that this ballot lacked quality defensive candidates. You know, that's the thing that really bothers me about this ballot of modern era finalists, nine offensive players, only four defensive players. There are already twice as many offensive players in Canton as defensive players, and that's not right. If we keep stacking the ballot this way, the gap will only widen.
3: Well, Goose, we replaced one safety, speaking of defense, that would be Steve Atwater, with another. That would be Brian Dawkins. And why don't we start there? It is, as we've noted on the show, a position, and I'm talking about safety, that the hall really hasn't been, too kind to, voters haven't been kind to, there are only seven pure safeties, as you know, in the hall, With the last one played, being Kenny Houston, and he played up until the 1980 season, or through the 80 season, retired after that year. Is this the year, Goose, that one of these two safeties, and I mean Lynch and or Dawkins gets in, and if so, which one?
4: Well, I think Lynch now has an uphill climb with Dawkins on the ballot with him. You know, we've discussed Lynch for four years now, and there hasn't really been much movement on his candidacy. The fact that Dawkins is the first Ballot finalist tells me this committee is anxious to discuss him, and that doesn't bode well for Lynch. You know, there are seven pure safeties in the Hall of Fame, like you said, and the average weight for those enshrined has been seven years. So there's never been a rush to enshrine safeties and for that reason I'd be surprised if there's a rush to enshrine either one of these guys.
3: Except speaking of Lynch, I mean there was movement on his candidacy last year. He moved from the top fifteen to the top ten, to me, the top ten, which is the on deck circle. So shouldn't
4: that be encouraging to no, him? No, the top five is the on deck circle. I mean, you still got a yes-no there. I just, again, it's like we're not, it's like we're waiting for somebody better to come along and somebody better, maybe Dawkins.
3: Okay, Ron, Dawkins or Lynch, one of these guys get in this year? Yeah, I,
0: I'm not sure. I mean, in Dawkins' case, you'd be making him a first ballot Hall of Famer, which, you know, you've heard me rant about it before. It's not a big deal to me, but I know it is to a lot of people. But I think when you look at his career and Lynch's, I mean, you're talking about a guy with, in Dawkins' case with 1,100 tackles and, and 65 uh, turnovers that he created and, uh, you know, nine Pro Bowls and an all-decade team. I just think it's uh, – if you just look at the two of them, I think it's hard to take Dawkins over Lynch. Uh, I got a feeling that maybe another safety-less year at the Hall of Fame.
3: Okay. All right. Well, let's go to wide receiver. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised that Heinz Ward didn't make it to the final 15. This is his first year of eligibility, especially since I'm going to plug him for the Hall later on in the show. And I did plug him on our website com this week. But the wide receiver position is down to two guys. That's Terrell Owens and Isaac Bruce. I'm glad to see Isaac Bruce got through there. Um, does either of these two make it, Goose, to the Final Ten? I mean, Owens didn't make it last year. And he wasn't too happy about it. So what happens now?
4: Well, this is Bruce's first turn in the room, and I know I want to hear his case. You know, we all know the issues with Owens. I, I think this could be a case. One of these guys could make it to the uh Cut to 10. But I think this could be a case where Owens can cancel out Bruce or the other way around. Like the safety positions. Ron mentioned, I'd be surprised if a wide receiver comes out of this class.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. And, and, and you know, we've debated this many times, and I'm sure we will more. I just don't know, if you're picking receivers, how you keep Terrell Owens out or how you pick somebody else ahead of him. But say what you want about him. As Goose said, we've talked about his, his downside. Uh, but his upside is uh, is pretty obvious. As well, if you, you know, there's two jobs of a receiver in my mind, get yards and get in the end zone. Well, he's second all-time in yards and third all-time in, in getting in the end zone. So uh, I, I don't know how you push somebody else ahead of him at this point. So they probably both cancel each other out.
3: Don't get me started. <laughs> we like it when we get you started. Yeah, well, okay. Well. There's two subjects of, where
0: it's easy, deflate gate and inflate feel, Owens. I
3: can <laughs> feel my temperature rising. My pulse. So um, speaking of T.O. Goose, I'll ask you because I'm going to try to stay away from Ron on this subject here um, unless we get on pay-per-view. Um, how long do you expect that T.O. discussion to last? Because remember last year he was on the ballot for the first time last year. And went on 50 minutes before someone said, "Hey, listen, he's not getting in. Let's move on." I mean, it could have gone into the afternoon, but uh, I don't think anyone's really changed his mind in the in the 12 months that has passed. So, do we go another 50, 60, Goose? What is that? Is it? gonna be another long, you know, filibuster?
4: No, I think for that reason we'll go a little less. I think we could go a solid half hour, maybe maybe 40 minutes. But it's going to be just a matter of rehashing what we discussed last year.
3: Okay. Um, well, uh, one thing I like to rehash. You me- <laughs> can rehash many. Yeah, times. I'll tell you what. We're going to rehash in the next couple of weeks, Ron, you and me, <laughs> <laughs> with Michael Buffer between us. Um, one thing it seems to me that's clear when you look at this list. It's it, Voters don't seem to really care as much about longevity. I mean, that's just my opinion. But I mean, Terrell Davis is back, and, and of course we know about his career. But now so is Tony Baselli and good for him. I'm glad to see it. Um, you combine them with Kenny Easley, your guy, Ron, and, and, and you're mm-hmm. going to present him there at the, at the halls as senior candidate. It seems that voters aren't as concerned as they might be or at least have been about length of careers. You agree, Goose?
4: Yeah, but getting into the room is an achievement, no doubt getting elected is a much taller challenge. Yeah, we really right. haven't enshrined a short career guy since Gail Sarris. You know, I think Easley has the best shot of these three candidates because he's the standalone candidate as a senior. He's not competing for a spot with Tomlinson, Warner, Jacoby, and Morton Anderson. So by voting Easley, you're not keeping anyone else out
0: and besides, Ron making the case.
3: That's what I was going to say. You're missing the most important point. Ron's
0: making the case.
3: <laughs> I got
0: a pretty good track record, i got to say. But uh, You know, uh, I think that the short career thing is a slippery slope, and I know that uh, uh, Terrell Davis has a lot of staunch uh, supporters, and they talk about his production in a short period of time and certainly his playoff production, uh, which is admirable. But he really had four Hall of Fame-worthy seasons. Four. Three and a half. Well, you know what? So did Clinton Portis. Uh, and and, Portis, <laughs> and right. Portis actually rushed for uh, well over 1,000 yards six times, not four times. But in his best four years, there's only an average of 120 yards a season difference between the two of
3: them. Yeah, but who are you going to take, Portis or Charles Davis? I'm, I'm taking Davis.
0: No, I understand that. But that's just my point, though. I yeah. mean, it's just too short a time. You know, I mean, part of your job is, is being there. And it's unfortunate what yeah, happened right. to him. Right. But if you're not there,
3: you're not there. We have less than a minute, guys. Quickly, where do you stand on Tony Baselli? I mean, he played only seven years, but five of them, and he was as dominant left tackle as there was. Goose.
4: Yeah, I want to hear his case. Like you said, I think during the stretch he played, he was as good as any offensive lineman in the game. You know, I've long felt he deserves to be discussed. But I'd be surprised if he's a, a elected in his
0: first visit to the room. Yeah, I agree. I think he deserves to be uh, discussed. I want to hear the debate. Uh, again, I think it's too short of a number. You only, you know, he only started 90 games.
3: Yeah, right. You know, but for those 90, Ron? Knew, yeah, you know, it Chris Hinton monster. doubled that.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. no, he was great, but so was Chris Hinton. You know, yeah, he, right. And he doubled that.
3: That's right. So, well, I'll tell you one know. guy who's not on this list, that'd be Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Steve Smith. But that's because he's not officially eligible. But he is officially in the house, and we're going to speak with him right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to
1: Geico.com.
8: Burger King presents... Breakfast Stories. Today's story Bob and the two for $4 Chris Sandwich.
1: So here's a doozy. I'm eating my two Chris sandwich for $4, you know? And this lady comes over, making big moon eyes, and I'm like, keep your paws off my other Chris Sandwich, ma'am.
8: Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is four point. 3.375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com.
7: That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my capital... At Cologne Startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
9: GEICO presents Unanswerable Questions.
10: Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or oh, the big one? Why doesn't everyone switch to GEICO and they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to GEICO and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups.
9: GEICO, the answer to savings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
11: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
8: You play to win the game.
3: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago? Our first guest is one of the finest wide receivers in the NFL and one of the finest people off of the field, too. I'm talking, of course, of Baltimore Steve Smith, who played what he said is his last game this past weekend, ending a 16-year career that is Hall of Fame worthy. He ranks 7th in league history in all-purpose yards, 7th in receiving yards, 12th in receptions, and 25th in touchdown catches. But he's also the only player in league history to lead the league in receiving yards per game, despite being on a team that was last in pass attempts. That was back in 2008. And who, along with Hall of Famer Tim Brown, who's a friend of the show, is one of only two players to have at least 900 career catches and score on runs, passes, pump returns, and kickoff returns. Steve... Always good to have you with us. Oh, thank you. Hey, Steve, l- listen, after Sunday's game in Cincinnati, I know you said, could I play another year? Yeah, probably, but you're not going to. So why not? I mean, what convinced you that, <laughs> unlike last season, when you did consider retirement, that this is really it?
5: Well, i tell you one of the things a lot of people don't know, um, I actually submitted my paperwork. Um, I said, submitted a letter to the NFL and the NFLPA yesterday. Oh, you did? It be January 2nd. Um, so... I am, this is technically my first day of retirement. Um, officially, uh, I announced it, you know, publicly, but I also submitted a letter, uh, basically my letter of resignation from the NFL uh, as of yesterday.
3: Well, congratulations. What convinced you, though, that this was the time to go?
5: Well, you know, um, I'm up there in age, and, and, and also, there's just, I'm just at a point where I am at peace and comfortable in my own skin, meaning... I have enjoyed this game. I've enjoyed uh, the ups and downs of it. But I also know that it's not going to always continue to be there. And I don't want to be one of those players that uh, everybody's kind of looking and also be that player that he's looking at himself in the mirror going, I should have did it two years ago. Or I should have did it five games in. Or you see some of my other guys that I I respect a, a great deal have retired in the middle of the season. And you don't know why you don't understand why but your body will tell you and my mind is there my heart is there my family has supported me whichever avenue or direction i want to go and i just feel comfortable in that piece of my decision
4: steve since we're a hall of fame theme show here's the obvious question was steve smith a hall of fame wide receiver
5: I mean, if I'm in there voting, uh, yeah, like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Nobody does not vote for themselves when they have a winning vote. Like if you are gonna vote for yourself, you're not going to go, what, you know, the, the PCS will be like, well, I hope so. And all. But if I'm voting and it's behind closed doors, I'm like, yeah, you know, of course. But I think, you know, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors in there because I'm not part of that process. But I would say um, I have been a unique player. Um, you know, one of the stats that I love reading, that was pretty cool. Uh, one of the few stats that I love reading that was pretty cool, which is obviously I'm a huge Tim Brown fan. I take my fingers at under my gloves because Tim Brown used to do it. Um, so my, grand, my grandpa is an Oakland uh, Raider fan. He grew up in Monterey. California so he's always been an Oakland fan and uh, he used to make me watch the Oakland games and when they were Los Angeles Raiders but is my stature. I'm five 5'9". Uh, I'm not the, the tallest guy. I'm not a slot receiver. I've played in the, in the slot and outside predominantly outside so just having that opportunity to display that I can play on the outside and it doesn't mean uh, you have to be a certain height to do that, and I've been able to do that, so I think that's one of the things that um, I really enjoy when people read that. They was like, wow, that's a pretty cool uh, stat that a lot of people kind of brush aside that don't realize that that um, I was the first player to do that, so I, I think that's awesome.
0: Steve, one of the things I've always admired about you as a, as a player is the that sort of internal fire that you clearly have sometimes you'd watch it play and say, geez, why'd he do that? But, you know, but for the most part, you know, it was so much a part of who you were and the way that you played. If that fire didn't burn quite so hot, what would have happened to Steve Smith, the football player? And why were you the way you were?
5: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, everybody's, uh, I've said it, your perspective is created by the porch you were raised on. And the porch I was raised on was in Los Angeles, California, a very tough upbringing. But also, uh, I had two parents that loved me, that did the best they can with the circumstances, and they worked their tails on And I never got anything easy. And obviously, even through this process of finishing football, it wasn't easy. You know, even my last year, I had to come back through a, a, a pretty severe injury to even play. And then with that, people said, well, how effective will he be? And then it was, oh, well, he's at that age. So it was always been a turn in my life where it's been a question mark to some capacity and when I play the game I play the game with understanding I'm not getting any free lunches and so you gotta just play tough you gotta play hard nose and you gotta play um, the way I grew up watching it when I grew up watching football in the, in the age I grew up it wasn't a nice kind of football it was slobber knocker. It was hit you in the mouth. It was try to knock a, you know, Jack Tatum, try to knock a guy's helmet off. It was very aggressive. And that's the way football has always been pictured in my mind of when I desired to play with Smash my football.
3: Essentially, you're telling us it was Baltimore versus Pittsburgh, right? (laughs) Every week. Every week. (laughs) We're speaking with wide receiver Steve Smith on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at TalkOfFameNet. And Steve, um, Goose asked you earlier about the the Hall of Fame. If if there's one game that you could show Hall of Fame voters who you are or that captures the best of you as a player, what game would that be?
5: I think – I think that first game in Baltimore against the Pittsburgh Steelers, that Thursday night game. Why? Because it was at a point in my career, and it was in a division that, as an older player, um, they're playing a tough division like that. You wouldn't necessarily see a guy that play faster, and uh, you know I think I I loved going to Baltimore because it gave people it gave people a renewed set of eyes on me, and it made them look at me closely because it was in a division in which that's how they play, and I rose up to that occasion, and I fit in so well, where at times I would agree at if you have a certain personality in the division that doesn't really fit, you stand out, and not always in a good way.
4: Steve, how about that uh, St. Louis playoff game in 2003? That's what I thought you'd say.
5: I was so young, to be honest, I didn't even know what I was doing. I'm going <laughs> to just be honest. That whole, the first, that, that whole playoff was a blur in the sense of I really didn't really understand the magnitude of the game until now as an older player, it's like, wow. You know, here's one of the things that why I say that. I remember we beat Philadelphia, and I was so mad uh, when we were doing all of the uh, the ceremony. And if you go back and look, I am on none of Carolina Panthers uh, on their pitchers because I was so mad <laughs> after that game because I, I, I wasn't effective. And I was more concerned that if we go to Super Bowl, we're not going to do well because how sloppy and ineffective we were offensively, um, despite we won.
4: Steve, let me ask you one one more quick one here. Walking off the field after that Super Bowl against the Patriots, did you feel the better team won?
5: No, because when you're at the Super Bowl, you think you're the better team. And you could go back and look at, uh, you can go back and play your mind, all the opportunities you let slip away. And not necessarily because of their defenses, you know, we have a kick that goes out of bounds we got a corner playing the wrong coverage you know we got a sack that possibly you know you know we got a a line stunt that they didn't run or you know the the guy didn't tackle you know wrap up I thought technically we were the better team I know we let a whole quarter and a half of football go without really playing like it was our last game like, we played, we played safe ball in the first half, and I think it came back and bat, bit us in the butt, and we ran out of we ran out of time. We
3: should have put him away. Steve, we got to run, but uh, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for the memories, and you know what? Best of luck with the next chapter in your life. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thanks, <laughs> Steve. That was Baltimore receiver Steve Smith. Up next, why another receiver belongs in the Hall of Fame conversation. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
5: Hey, this is Brian Mitchell, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
3: Geico presents Unanswerable Questions.
10: Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or the big one, why doesn't everyone switch to Geico and they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to Geico and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups geico the answer to savings 15 minutes could save
9: you 15 percent or more
6: hi tom Bodet. call me old-fashioned but i just don't get modern art time was if you splattered paint on a canvas it was called a drop cloth now it's called genius well something modern i do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in motel 6 totally updated with all new everything still at a great low price it's like modern art only it looks good and has a point I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, Access.org, number 3030.
8: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. Yoch, well said,
8: Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation (laughs) vary.
11: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law.
3: Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance?
0: means 15 minutes ago you should have been
3: on the phone. Great idea. Listen to Ron. Go to geico.com and you should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, Talk of Fame Networks also brought to you by mycleanpc.com. If your computer runs slowly, let's face it, whose doesn't? Go to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's mycleanpc.com. Shortly after we completed our broadcast last week, uh, we received... The sad and bad news that former special teams coach Bruce DeHaven, who was a friend of the show and really a friend of all of us, had passed away after battling prostate cancer. Um, I know everyone knew the odds that Bruce was up against, especially Bruce. Uh, I spoke to him last summer, but, Goose, when you get news like that, it's always, always a shock.
4: Yeah, it seemed like only yesterday we were talking to him at the Super Bowl. You know, Bruce yeah, and I go right. back some almost 40 years to his days as a coach at Kansas and my days with the UPI in Kansas City. And the best thing about what we do in this profession are the relationships and friendships we develop over time. And there was no better friend than Bruce DeHaven. He was always upbeat, even in the last year of his life when he knew the end was near.
3: And always with a smile, Goose, when you think of Bruce, I mean, to me, he's always, always smiling. Um, I I know, Goose, that you you study special teams. You have most of your career um, for decades. What's the legacy of Bruce DeHaven? His teams are always prepared.
4: You know, what he had in Buffalo with Marvin Levy during that four-year Super Bowl run was the model for all future NFL special teams units. The, the Bills made a commitment to the kicking game, keeping players that were special team specific long before it became fashionable. The Steve Taskers, Adam Lingners, and Mark Pikes. ODaven oh, a debt of gratitude.
3: Um, well, we're going to miss him. A very sad week for all of us and, and for anyone, honestly, who knew Bruce Haven and Bruce was 68 years old. I mentioned uh, that we heard about that shortly after last week's show, and, of course, last week's show. Featured guests I believe, should be in the Hall of Fame, and so, when I pushed for Kent this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and, and that's Heinz Ward. I, I know, guys, he didn't make the list of finalists for the class of 2017, and, and that's a shame because I believe that Heinz Ward was a complete wide receiver. No, he, he didn't have the catches of the yards of a Otero Lowens or Isaac Bruce, and they are finalists but he was the complete package. Someone who had sure hands, someone who could block, someone who was a team player, the consummate team player, was a three-time team MVP, and someone who made big plays in big games. And that's important because in in the 16 playoff games he appeared in, he had 88 catches for 1,181 yards and 10 touchdowns. All right? You go, so what? Well, so let's just look at Marvin Harrison who went into the hall this summer. Marvin also played in 16 games. So on a level playing field, he had 66 catches or 22 fewer, 883 yards and two touchdowns or eight fewer. Advantage, Heinz Ward. But it's the blocking phase of the game where Heinz Ward excelled. And unfortunately for Heinz, there aren't any stats there. You simply have to go by what you saw, what you remember and what former teammate Alan Fanica saw and remembered as he told us on this program last month was someone who revolutionized the position with his physical play. You now when we had Heinz on here last week, uh, he agreed, saying it was the part of his game that he was proudest of. But my point is, don't put him in the hall because he was the best block and wide receiver or because he led the Steelers, team that included uh, includes Hall of Fame wide receivers John Stallworth and Lynn Swan in catches and yards receiving or because he was a five-time Pro Bowl or a three-time All-Pro or even because he was a three-time team MVP. A Super Bowl MVP or a two time Super Bowl winner? Uh uh-uh, uh, don't. Put him in the hall because he was all of that.
4: Okay, Clark, stack them for me. Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Heinz Ward.
3: Um, I'd probably go Stallworth. Ward and Swan. I, I know Swan made big catches and big games, but so this guy. I mean, I, I, I just, I loved what he did with that team. And he didn't play with a Hall of Fame quarterback, not yet. I mean, Roethlisberger, I think, will be in. But he only got him in his seventh year. He played with a lot of journeymen, or as Ron would say, a bunch of doorknobs for his first six years. And yet, he led the team in catches, franchise record catches and yardage. And he was Ben Roethlisberger's most reliable receiver. But as I said to me, he was the complete package. That's, That's the two Well, there is the two-minute warning. I know Heinz Ward knows about this. This he excels. And that's going to signal that, yes, this first half is nearly over. So, Derek, let's go to the two-minute drill, get that uh, clock ready, start it, and I'm going to call the plays. So let's get it going. Guys, question number one. Hall of Fame is going to move its annual game from Sunday night to Thursday night. Love it or leave it?
4: Leave it. I'd prefer they move it right off the schedule.
0: Just what NFL fans need. Another bad Thursday night game.
3: Paul hasn't announced who its musical act will be this summer, so who would you choose? The Ohio Express. Hit it, Derek.
11: Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my stomach. Oh, my God.
3: That'll put a lot of people (laughs) in the
0: stands, huh? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go get ill in my stomach. Uh, Taj Mahal. That way the blues would at least be good before the game. (laughs)
3: <laughs> who makes it into the hall first? Roger Craig, Clay Matthews, or Ron Borges?
4: Go quantity. There are three Clay Matthews who have played in the NFL, two Roger Craigs, one baseball, one football, and only one Ron Borges.
3: I love
0: the goose band. Look, I'm the Harry Carson of writers, so I'd say all of the above and many, many others. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the head coach openings is? Denver
4: because of the defense and GM you inherit. Uh, San Diego because of Phillip Rivers.
3: And Blacks Beach.
4: And the worst head coach <laughs> opening is? Buffalo or San Francisco, take your pick. No quarterback. I pick Buffalo because it ain't San Francisco. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who would you hire to coach San Diego? Oh, our, Marty. LA Chargers, maybe.
4: Marty
0: Schottenheimer or Norv Turner? Ooh. How about Josh McDaniels? Offensive-minded guy who can help fill the river and stop making the big miss.
3: <laughs> who would you hire to coach Jacksonville?
0: Tom Coughlin or Jack Del Rio? I'm old school. I'm with you, Goose Man. Tom Coughlin. Take those glasses off on time.
3: Bill's GM, Doug Whaley says he doesn't know why Rex Ryan was fired. If he doesn't, who does? Bill's owner,
4: Terry Pagula,
0: who met with the offensive players
4: behind the coach's back this season.
0: I would say the larger question is nobody knows why Whaley wasn't fired, too.
3: Hey, Antonio Brown and Brandon Marshall had a car bet before the season, with Marshall promising Brown a Porsche if he didn't have as many yards receiving. Well, guess what? He didn't. So what are the chances he pays up?
4: Well, that was a silly bet for Marshall to make. He's a linebacker for the Broncos, isn't
3: he? <laughs> 100% chance. He's a stand-up guy, except when he's laying down. <laughs> CBS analyst Bart Scott says the Bills' Marcel Darius was too high to grasp Rex's defense.
4: Is he just blowing smoke? He wouldn't be the first player who cost a coach's job, nor will he be the
0: last. Blowing smoke? Say something like that on TV? Smoking crack.
3: That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we're going to sit down with Hall of Fame voter Vic Carucci of the Buffalo News and get his thoughts, yep, on those Buffalo Bills. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Geico presents Unanswerable Questions.
10: Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or the big one, why doesn't everyone switch to GEICO when they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to GEICO and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups. GEICO, the answer to savings. 15 minutes
9: could save you 15% or more.
8: Burger King presents breakfast stories. Today's story, Bob and the two for four croissant. sandwich
1: So, here's a doozy. I'm eating my 2 croissant sandwich for four dollars, you know, and this lady comes over making big moon eyes, and I'm like, Keep your paws off my other croissant sandwich, ma'am.
8: Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to
7: quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, number 3030.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my capital, Cat Cologne Startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodet and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
11: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right.
3: I demand that we have fun. The Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by Geico, With just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we're back with our number two of the Talk of Fame Network, and since Rex says he demands we have fun, we're going to have fun. You know, in this segment, uh, with the segment we just completed, we referenced the death of... One of our dearest friends, and that was former special teams coach Bruce DeHaven, whom we all knew and loved. And, and I don't think, Goose, that's too strong a term because all of us did.
4: That's Clark, the man knew special teams, he knew rock and roll, and he knew barbecue. What wasn't there to like about Bruce DeHaven?
3: Yeah, he did know rock and roll, boy. I loved having conversations with him on that. Um, Anyone, of course, whoever knew Bruce couldn't help but, but like the guy. And, and our next guest, Hall of Fame voter and Buffalo News columnist Vic Carucci, he knew him for many years many years and Vic I I think we all knew what Bruce was up against but I know we were speaking earlier when the end comes it's always a shock.
13: It really is the the finality of it all first of all it's great to be with both of you fellow Hall of Fame voters and great friends for a long time Uh, and you know you bring up Bruce DeHaven and it conjures a a lot of happy memories for me uh, of a dear friend uh, and, and actually, you know, we, we know all of us have done this a long time to know that you can actually make some good friends in this business, and it doesn't always have to be the contentious thing that it can often be between um, players, coaches, and and media. In Bruce's case, it was so unique, uh, and you guys, and, and one of the memories I have is the, the days when I used to cover the Bills in the postseason <laughs> – and that was long, long time ago. That was a long time ago, uh, <laughs> and and actually, it was a, it was an annual thing where they were playing very deep into the postseason, actually making the Super Bowl. You two would you know be in that press box in Buffalo, and uh, and I, I I felt that duty of like kind of local ambassador to my great friends from around the country uh, in, in the football press, um, and and you would hang out in that locker room and get to know a lot of those people associated with the Bills and Bruce. Was, was someone, DeHaven, that you could connect with. Uh, we all could. And, and, you know, what he did with you guys, he did with with us locally, and that was relate at a level beyond the business part, the football part. Um, there was plenty of that discussion, but with Bruce, it was talk about music, talk about food, talk about just different things. People talk about, again, his Family and, and he and his wife, you know, adopting kids and, you know, they'd wanted kids so badly and then and then were able to adopt them and uh, loving parents, devoted uh, dad that, that Bruce was um, and and a devoted guy to Buffalo. I mean, you know, he he was as much and uh, I think became a fiber of this community as anyone who was born here. And he wasn't born here and um, and and had come up a very humble route of football, starting out with a junior varsity football coach his love and passion for the game carrying through the years and and he ends up being and this is i guess the the most uh, the word isn't necessarily ironic but it's that it's interesting i guess really challenging that he becomes a masterful special teams coach on a team whose head coach Marv Levy was the pioneer special or or certainly one of two pioneer special teams coaches the other being Dick Vermeil in in uh, NFL history and, and that's who he has to work for. And, you know, think about that standard. But, but he not only managed to, I think, meet the, the Levy standard, but exceed it in his, in his time in the league.
4: Yeah, in fact, I, I believe that uh, Marv and Bruce made special teams a front burner item for the NFL with Buffalo's commitment to the kicking game during that four year run. How did Bruce make those units special?
13: Well, yeah, number one, he did it because, and you're so right, Goose, he worked with Marv support. So when the head coach is aboard with that and allows you to devote the necessary time and attention to it in practice, to spend a lot of time scheming it during the week of preparation, you know, it was never treated as an afterthought. It was always a full third of, of the team. And Marv would reiterate that. He would reiterate it in news conferences, but it's one thing to talk the talk to reporters and, and cameras. It's another thing to do that, in the actual meeting room and in in, in uh, the building and on the practice field. And the players understood that going in, that this is important, that starters could be a part of it. And here was the other thing Bruce was able to take advantage of, and that was a different time where rosters, you could carry veteran players like Mark Pike, like Hal Garner, like Steve Tasker, uh, career backup players in, in uh, at positions, but – Frontline coverage people and frontline people who could block kicks and and disrupt and do all the things you want, um, who had years and and were but were on your roster. You can't obviously you can't do that anymore. Special teams contributors have become so much younger and and they're the least experienced people and in many ways uh, some of them are the least engaged in it. Uh, with Bruce. They were invested in it and, and, and how special it became. And Tasker, of course, ranking maybe as good as any non-kicking special teams player, not maybe, definitely uh, in the history of the game. And and that was because of what Bruce and Marv were able to do.
4: Vic, speaking of the roster, is there a quarterback on that roster the Bills can win with going forward? I mean,
13: I would have to say that at, if, if you just said it, win with uh, as a minimum – I think you can do that with Tyrod Taylor, but you had better have a lot of other things around him. If you phrase that question, will they be going forward or do they have a quarterback that could carry them when quarterbacks need to carry teams? That can be the defining part of their offensive success. I don't know about that. I I haven't seen enough uh, of that from Tyrod and his performances. And in fact, if you put you know his whole body of work of two full seasons of his career as a starter together, you're really going to point to one game where it felt that way and that was the last one he played against the Dolphins and it was an overtime loss but he did things in that game that looked more special than any other game he had really played um, this is not a guy who has shown any penchant uh, ability to, to lead comebacks to again carry the offense he has thrived because for two years in a row, the Bills had the NFL's leading rushing team. LaShawn McCoy was a far better player this season than he was in 2015, and he was pretty good in 2015, but he was great this year. And complimenting off of that, feeding off of that, Tyrod was fine. But the question that this team faces in March is, do you pay this guy franchise level or what qualifies as whatever tier that is, franchise level money, about 18 mil a year over five years. And I, th- I think that's a hard question to to answer positively right now. I think it, I, it sounds like they're, they're going to take some time and put some thought into it, which probably gives you maybe the, a pessimistic answer. If you know you have that guy, guys, what do we say? You, you, you don't even think. That's right. a no-brainer.
3: If you right. know you have him, you just, you just do it. We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter and Buffalo news columnist, Vic Carucci on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame net. And Vic, let's keep that conversation going to the Buffalo Bills. That was a bizarre press conference this week that you guys had up there. You had a front row seat. Uh, GM Doug Whaley saying he didn't learn of Rex's firing until he spoke with the owner. Who's running this team, Vic? Yeah,
13: it, so so many things were wrong about this 40 minutes that he spent, guys. It, it was bizarre. It was, I mean, it was just it was something that if you had to, to look at it in, in a big-picture context that you should never do as a GM. He should never have wanted to have been a part of something like that, and he should have never been sent out there if if that was, the if he was following any sort of guidelines that included – Um, claiming no involvement whatsoever in the firing of the head coach, and he uh, would would make sure we knew that his involvement in the hiring of this head coach was minimal, that he was, quote, part of a committee. Uh, He went out of his way to distance himself from pretty much any major, any of those major uh, franchise decisions. Doug Marone being hired in 2013. I was an assistant GM then. Okay, uh, <laughs> hiring of Rex Ryan as head coach. Part of a committee, a committee of not twenty or, or even ten uh, people. It was the owners, husband and wife, the Pagulas. It was Russ Brandon, the team president, and it was Doug Whaley. That's four people, and and Whaley and Brandon, as as the team stated before the search began, were the ones. On, on whom the pagulas were leading to, to guide the search, to you know, to track people and put together a dozen candidates and schedule the trips that they made around the, you know, they were crisscrossing the country uh, before they arrived at Rex. So to 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 feign some sort of distance
3: is tr- very troubling. Hey, Vic, thanks for the time. Good luck with you next snowfall or head coach, whatever comes first.
13: Hey, great uh, to be on with you guys and look forward to uh, our paths crossing very soon here in the postseason. You season. got it. They
3: will. Yes, sir. Thanks, Vic. That's whole okay. thing to Vic Carucci of the Buffalo News. Up next, our thoughts on polls and the AP All-Pro team. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
13: This is Kevin Mawai and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
3: Hi, Tom Bodette trying
6: out one of those standing desks now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at Motel6.com.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR, 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, Access.org, number 3030.
2: Burger King presents Breakfast
8: Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 dollars croissant sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4? That is a huge bargain. Huge.
8: Well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
12: There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic, just as there's more to GEICO than saving you money. GEICO also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the GEICO app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite.
9: Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
4: If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com.
9: That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com.
11: This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions.
8: Prescription
12: drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right?
8: Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so sh- addictive?
12: Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom. Dad. Did you ever try drugs?
11: They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
5: When you start telling me it doesn't matter,
11: you're
3: Get out. Hey, Talk Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Probably should have gone to mycleanpc.com, too. Because if your computer runs slowly, let's face it, whose doesn't? Go to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis. And so within minutes, yes, minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's mycleanpc.com. Com. If you haven't been paying attention to our website, that's network.com. well, shame on you, because you should. One reason why is our weekly polls. Uh, not really going out on a limb here, guys, but... Um, the, the choices that our readers find out there, I mean, probably better than what you found on the ballot in November. Well, I
0: agree with you there, Clark. At, uh, you know, at least uh, when you go to our polls, there are candidates you're, you're going there to actually vote for as opposed to voting against the other slappies that are on the list. You
3: know? So yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're making that's the funny. NFL great again, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. We should
0: have hats like that. <laughs>
3: well, we just closed the voting on the best coach of all time. And Gooseman. She looked like there was a lot of ballot stuffing going on with none other than Ron Borges' fingerprints all over it. Yeah,
4: Bill Belichick won going away, which isn't surprising. Last week, Tom Brady was voted the greatest quarterback of all time. Again, going away. Belichick received 64% of the vote. The runner-up, Vince Lombardi, whom the championship trophy is named after, received only 14%. Don Shula, Paul Brown, Bill Walsh, and George Halas are all in the Hall of Fame, all finished with single-digit support in the voting.
3: <laughs> Ron, I'd say your friends are doing a great job, except the two of them can't be doing it, right?
0: Uh, well, I'll just tell you, guys. <laughs> it is- as you guys know, uh, the one thing we know how to do here in Massachusetts is stuff a ballot box. Uh, Boston is the town that reelected Mayor James Michael Curley while he was in prison. So that's not that easy to do. But we got it done.
3: Not to be confused with Larry Moe, right? Curley, okay. <laughs> exactly, well, As I said, <laughs> that poll on coaches, that one's closed. But the current one, this one's going to be in Cregan. And, Goose, um, I suggest you keep Ron and me away from this one, okay? Because this one's all about. League MVP with none other than Tom Brady and Derek Carr, two of the choices. And that's just the beginning because Goose, you also have uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Ezekiel Elliott. Goose, uh, with no Redskins lobby to stuff the ballot box here because they are pretty effective, how's anyone to, going to keep Ron and Raider Nation? for making it Derek Carr and a runaway.
4: Well, I'm going to pay homage where homage is due. Ron runs a better campaign than Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) He delivered Brady and Belichick in the last two polls. Now he's marshaled all the (laughs) troops into the Carr campaign. And you you know what? Carr's legit. It would come as no surprise to me if Carr is voted by our followers or named as the Associated Press MVP.
3: Back around and ice with that stuff. Hey, is that the open in the background? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your theme song. Uh, Goose, maybe you should throw Jerry Kramer's name in there just to get the attention of Packers fans so no. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is actually on the list.
4: Yeah, I think the Chiefs have already focused on Aaron Rodgers, and he's legit too. There, there's yeah, been he's. no better player in the last seven weeks of the season at any position than Aaron Rodgers. No interceptions. A six-game winning streak. It'll give voters plenty to think about.
3: Yeah, well, speaking of that, Goose, uh, choosing an MVP is what we've got to think about. Um, The three of us are among the 50 voters on the AP panel and (laughs) that chooses the annual all-pro team. And MVP is one of the choices there. So, Goose, i ask you now. I mean, you want to tell me either who you like for MVP or whom you're leaning toward?
4: Yeah, I, I tend to reward winners, so I'm leaning toward Ezekiel Elliott, the best player on the best team in the NFC. He's the reason the Cowboys won 13 games and had the NFC's top seed. He led the league in rushing as a rookie, and his legs allowed the Cowboys to control the ball for league-best 32 minutes per game. So his legs enabled the Cowboys to protect the young quarterback in an average defense.
3: So Ronnie, um, we've heard from yeah. Goose. Should we just cue the Raiders theme song now, or should we wait for you to respond? <laughs> cue it
0: up.
4: Cue, cue it, it up. up. I cue say. it up. Hit it, Derek.
3: <laughs> Look,
0: ah, there it is. <laughs> What a thing. I think they teach that music at Juilliard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, here's the thing. Matty Ryan's had a great season. Uh, Brady's had a great season. Ezekiel's had a great season. But let's take Brady, for example. The Patriots went 3-1 and without Brady and 7-0 without Gronk. The Raiders won't win another game without Derek Carr, and they may not score another point or score another touchdown. I mean, it's just this is the most valuable player award it's not the player of the, right. the player of the right. year and i and i think that that's the debate that we all engage in uh, every year what does the award really mean and I take it literally. I say it's who's the most valuable player mm-hmm. uh, to
3: their particular team. Well, yeah, I agree with you, Ron. And, and I will be honest with you, I'm conflicted on this. I mean, I was set on Derek Carr, as you know. And I still may go in that direction. But it, it's hard not to argue for Aaron Rodgers for precisely what Goose was talking about earlier, what he's done the last six games. I mean, not only did he didn't lose, he didn't throw an interception. Um, and, and I'd say make no mistake, I mean, he carried this team on his back. Which well,
0: he did, to me, you know, but let me, if I could j- jump in there for just a second. My question about him would be this. It reminds me a little bit of Moses Malone, who would purposely miss shots to get offensive rebounds so he could lead in offensive rebounds. <laughs> I mean, where the hell's he been? What's he been doing? You know, I mean, yeah. all of a sudden he's flawless, you know, and that's great, but maybe he wouldn't have to be so flawless if he was a little more, less flawed earlier in the year.
3: Well, I I agree with you, but like you said about Derek Hart, take Aaron Rodgers off that team. Where are they going? They're going to Oshkosh. That's where they're going. They're going nowhere. By gosh. (laughs) Um, But Goose, I I want to go back to something you said earlier, um, and and that's, I think you said you lean toward the best player on the best team. A, if if that's the case, why wouldn't it be Tom Brady? And and B, like Ron mentioned, I mean, isn't that what the offensive and defensive players of the year awards are for? I mean, shouldn't the MVP be the most valuable player and not the best?
4: Well, Clark, as you well know, Brady didn't play a quarter of the season and the Pages went 3-1 and one without him. Why was that? I doubt the Cowboys would have gone 3-1 and one in any stretch of their season without Elliott. From week two through week 16, he rushed for at least 80 yards every week. He went over 107 of those games. And over 90 and four more he scored 15 touchdowns during that stretch before sitting in the finale i don't know any player at any position that had a stretch of consistency over a 14-week period like ellie did
3: goose i don't disagree but i just said the best player on the best team best team's the patriots best player on the patriots that Tom would brady. be
4: your opinion clark yeah I it is think my opinion teams, I think yeah. that's not teams, what you're
3: doing uh, here yeah two
4: top <laughs> well, that, well then you can vote brady and that's even though you said you want to vote Karen and Rogers, you can vote Brady if that's no. I'm feel. I'm
3: I'm going to vote Car Rogers, but I'm just saying if you go down to best player and best team, why wouldn't it be Tom Brady?
4: Why wouldn't it be Zico Elliott?
3: Well, he's the best player if on. They sit their
4: starters. Uh, uh, they go fourteen and two. They sat their yeah, starters. Uh, I, at 14 I mean, and two. I understand it, but team. I. That's I, I just good uh, team. anyway,
3: I, I understand that, but I think it Goose should be. Who's man lives in Dallas? Clark lives in Connecticut. Yeah, there you that's go. Right. Well, well, I think I just think it should be the most valuable play. I just think it should be the most valuable play, and and I agree with what Ron said. Valuable. I mean, you take Ezekiel Elliott off that team, ninety the, yards. For, for you take him off that team, I think they're still going to win. You take Brady off that, that team, they're, they're still going to win. I
4: don't think so. I don't think so. This guy was immense. You
3: take Rodgers and Alfred Carr.
4: Morris or Darren McFadden, are you kidding me?
3: You take Rodgers and Carr off those teams, they ain't going anywhere. Hey, Gooseman. The reason Mc... you can play Did... with
4: a rookie quarterback in an average defense is because their running back was dynamic. He won yeah, the I, 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 by 300 yards he
0: sat the last game. Gooseman, you forgot one thing. Darren McFadden, didn't he play for the Raiders? <laughs> you will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the ball, he'll be fine. Broke uh, his elbow when he... Dropped his cell phone. Yeah, that's kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, well, his phone was heavy. That's an interesting debate, and listening to you two guys, it sh- I think shows, it makes clear why it's such an interesting debate for people. You know, what is the definition of the award, and and now you can even argue, okay, you know who's got the better team, uh, if you're going to go with the idea of the best player or the best team. Maybe we even mentioned Matt Ryan.
3: Yeah, that's right. No, right. Matt Ryan's in. Yeah, Matt Ryan's in that conversation. This is going to be a
0: wide open vote. I, I guarantee you that. It's gonna be about five guys getting votes. I mean, the one thing okay. I'd say about Brady is I, I, I think it's a little overdone now that he has nobody around him. That's a, They don't have maybe a lot of superstars, but they got a lot of above average players on that team.
3: Okay, okay. we've got to run here, guys, and we're not going to voting. We're going to commercial. And when we return, we're talking about players who may be retiring or, like Steve Smith, are retiring. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
12: There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to GEICO than saving you money, GEICO also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the GEICO app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite.
9: GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
8: Burger King presents... Breakfast Stories. Today's story Bob and the two for $4 Chris Sandwich.
1: So here's a doozy. I'm eating my two Chris Sandwich for $4, you know? And this lady comes over, making big moon eyes, and I'm like, keep your paws off my other Chris Sandwich, ma'am
8: great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation vary.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30 year fixed rate mortgage is four point three. 375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea
6: for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup. Fail. I'm Tom Bodet and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
11: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
3: Hey, if your computer runs slowly, and whose doesn't, go to mycleanpc.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, we had Steve Smith on the first hour of the show. And as you know, Steve is retired. He told us so. He says there's no going back. And apparently since he's filed those papers, retirement papers, there isn't. But when he did that, of course immediately is thrown into the, is he going to the Hall of Fame conversation? In fact, uh, guys, if you heard it, the Sunday night TV, NBC crew it was doing the, um, the game that evening, addressed it saying uh, it was a virtual certainty that Steve Smith would one day end up in Canton. And I've said to, to them, yeah, well.
0: Add a TV wing for all the TV guys they put in the Hall
3: of Fame. Well, I, that's what I'd say to him. You no, know, that's why we're here. That is why we're here. We're on that board. And it's guys like Steve Smith and, and honestly, Robert Mathis, both of whom retired, and And, Andre Johnson, who retired earlier this year, that uh, I'd like to address here. Uh, But it's not just them guys. Even Fitzgerald said he's not sure he's coming back. Anquan Bolden, another terrific wide receiver, might be at the end of the line, same with Julius Peppers. So let's just see who's going to the hall and who's going to the mall. Oldie but goodie.
4: Oldie but goodie.
3: (laughs) Oldie but goodie is right. (laughs) I'm going to start with you, Goose. Steve Smith, we talked to him, you know his credentials, he made it pretty clear where he stands, where do you stand, going to the hall or going to the mall?
4: Well, he's in that thousand catch club with Anquan Bolden, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Isaac Bruce, and Heinz Ward, and we've already seen the resistance to Bruce, I mean, it took him three years to get in the room, he couldn't make the cut in semifinals the last two years, you know, he has more touchdowns and more yards than any of those receivers, if he's having a tough time getting the attention to the voters, that doesn't bode well for Smith, Ward, and the rest of them.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, Ron. I mean, it seems to me, like Goose was saying, he's one of those guys who get could possibly get swallowed by the tidal wave of qualified candidates at a position where numbers have become overinflated and where voters tend to be a little bit reluctant now to to cash these guys in immediately.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I worry that that might be the case with with Steve because the numbers uh, are, are becoming so ridiculous as to be meaningless, but people are taking them seriously. I know this much: if I had one game to win, and I needed to make one play, and you said I could have Bolden or Andre Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald or Steve Smith, I'll take Steve Smith, and my chances, and I think my chances would be pretty good.
3: Wow, Goose, how about you? And that list just mentioned, who would you take?
4: Oh, probably Fitzgerald.
3: I, I agree with you. I think Fitzgerald too. Hey, a bottom line question here, guys. Steve Smith, is he in Canton in, let's say, 10 years? Yes or no? Goose?
4: No, he's a long shot. You know, as you know, almost 69% of everyone of the bust won a championship. Steve Smith lacks a ring, and in 10 years, that list of 1,000 catch receivers will be divorced by a list of 1,200 catch receivers.
0: Ron? Yeah, that's sadly, it's probably true. It strikes me that he's one of these kind of guys, if he gets in, he's going to wait a long time. And... Uh, two old farts like me and Goose will have to get him in in the, in the senior committee when we say, how did this guy not get in? <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: Okay. Well, uh, speaking of guys, how about Robert Mathis? I me mean, had a great career with the Colts. Six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, NFL Sacks leader in 2013 when he had 19 and a half. And most importantly, little known fact, guest star on Parks and Recreation going on there with Andrew Luck and Reggie Wayne. You
4: know, he's 17th on the all-time sack list, but if you include the sacks of players in the 60s and 70s, Deacon Jones, Jack Youngblood, Alan Page, Carl Hiller, Claude Humphrey, and Jim Marshall. He's somewhere in the mid-20s on the list. You know, Mathis had great seasons, but he never jumped out at me like a Lawrence Taylor, a Derek Thomas, a Bruce Smith, or a Chris Dolman. I'd say Mathis will be in the discussion because of his stats, but he's probably a long shot as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I saw him play a lot. Obviously, they played the Patriots a lot, and I always thought he was an exceedingly good player. But I never thought Reggie White or Bruce Smith or Fred Dean or Deacon Jones when I saw him. Uh, In other words, Hall of Very Good in my mind, Mm -hmm. very good, and there's no shame in that, uh, but not Hall of Fame.
3: Hey, Goose, Dwight Freeney or Mathis? If you had to choose one, who would it be?
0: That's a tough one. Uh, The the eye test tells me
4: Freeney was the more impactful pass rusher, but but Mathis was more productive, in his window as an elite pass rusher lasted longer than that of Freeney.
0: Yeah, I'm in the Freeney camp there. I think he's more explosive and impactful, I always felt that Mathis benefited more from the presence of Freeney than Freeney benefited from the presence of Mathis. Good point. Good point. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, um, moving on to Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, we've dealt with him on this program before. And unless you think of something that could keep him out, I mean, let's assume he just winds up in Canton because I believe very strongly he deserves it. Uh, any dissenters out there? Ron, Rick?
4: None for me. Okay. No.
3: No. Perfect. No. All right. Okay. So now we're on to Anquan Bolden. And, and listen, it, he hasn't said he's going to retire. In fact, he's had a pretty good season for the Lions, who are in the playoffs, Goose. Yes, your Lions with your Cowboys and your Chiefs, yeah, they're in the playoffs. But he had 67 catches and more touchdowns this year, he eight than at any time since 2008, when he had 11, and when those Arizona Cardinals went to the playoff. Now, he's ninth in career receptions, just two behind Terrell Owens, and 14th in career yards behind James Lofton and Chris Carter. And he also had the endorsement of Heinz Ward, who was a semifinalist this year and who last week told us he was the wide receiver. He and Steve Smith, they respected the most. Derek, if you have that, could you cue it up?
5: You know, I I really, is, I don't see too many guys, but I would have to go with Anquan both the way his game is. I mean, the guy has great hands. He's smart. He's played quarterback. We, we kind of have similar backgrounds where he played quarterback, so he knows the game. Um, you know, I, I, I just watch him tape on. I mean, he he has a little pit bull in him. So I would have to go Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. I mean, those guys, you know, to me, they got a little nastiness about them when they block. But, uh, you know, those guys, you, you, you throw the ball their way, they're going to catch it. Uh, they're going to score. They're going to just find ways to do it uh, to get the job done. So I would go with those two guys as far as the complete game
4: overall. The number one qualification for Canton for me is impact. You know, what was his impact on his team and on the game? You know, Bolin always struck me as a possession receiver. I didn't see the dynamic element in his game that would lift him above an Isaac Bruce or a Steve Smith. You know, the first data to look at is yards per reception, and his 12-8 doesn't excite me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Look, a lot of times your first impression tells you the most. Did you ever see him and think, oh, Hall of Famer? Uh, you, you know, I would use this as a, compar- uh, as a comparison. Wes Welker has more than twice as many catches as Paul Warfield. If he ever gets into the Hall of Fame without a $22 ticket in his hand, I'm going to be very stunned. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the same applies for Anquan bold. You can go visit Steve Smith when Steve Smith and all of them be okay.
3: But, the, but that's the danger with these numbers, Ron. When you oh, yeah. you start looking at those numbers and you become inflated, and especially, as you mentioned, years from now, they go, well, look where he ranks. Look at these numbers. Look what he did. Wes Welker, whoa, you know five what? of the six years he had 100 catches or more.
0: Right. You know who's going to have over 1,000 catches by, next, by some time next season? Brandon Marshall,
3: Hall okay. of Famer. Yeah. No. The yeah, linebacker? Well, heard... <laughs> yeah, the
0: linebacker,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, what about another wide receiver, Andre Johnson? I mean, listen, I know we addressed his situation earlier this year when he announced his retirement, but he's ninth in career receptions, tenth in career yards, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Gooseman, going to the hall or going to the mall?
4: Well, we're talking about another great volume receiver, but in his best season, he averaged only 14.9 yards per catch. Hall of Famers, Lance Allworth, Bob Hayes, Paul Warfield, and James Lofton all would have thrown that season back.
0: I'll be very brief in this case. (laughs) I hope he enjoys the food court.
3: Okay, guys, one other guy we're going to ask you about, and we've also addressed him on here before, that's Julius Peppers. Now he's a big-time pass rusher. Um, he hasn't also announced his retirement. He hasn't said he's even close to retirement, but let's face it, he's at the age where he's at or near the end. So, Goose, where do you stand on Peppers, and are you closer with him going to Canton and say, a guy like Andre Johnson? or Anquan Bolden.
4: Yeah, unlike uh, Wider Sears, the committee loves pass rushers. You know, I think we, put, we seem to put in a pass rusher every year, nine pro balls and what, 140-some sacks. I mean, he's, he's going to have numbers that say Hall of Fame, but the eye test is important to
0: me, and he just didn't strike me as, as Bruce Smith or Reggie White. You're right, that, that's the thing about it. You know, it's, uh, With most of these guys, and there are some exceptions where you, know, you do a lot of research and you realize there's more there than you thought. You know, he's another guy I saw play a lot, and he just didn't come away saying, ooh, wow, did you see that? Oh, boy, what a play. You know, know, Reggie White picking up Max Lane and throwing him into Drew Bledsoe in the Super Bowl. You know, he just didn't make those kind of plays. I think he's Hall of maybe very good.
3: Okay, well, we're going to neither the Hall or the Mall. We're going to commercial. When we return, we name our Game Changers of the Week. That would be our Renai Game Changers of the Week. And just to guess, I'm getting the idea that there's more ballot stuffing going on. We're going to find out when we return. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
5: This is Willie McGinnis, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
12: There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic, just as there's more to GEICO than saving you money. GEICO also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the GEICO app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite.
9: Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hi, Tom Baudet. Call me
6: old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good. And has a point. I'm Tom Baudet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%. APR 4.51%. Call 800Quicken or go to QuickenLoans.com. That's 800Quicken.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. nmls Access.org number thirty thirty.
2: Burger King presents Breakfast
8: Stories. Today's story Marty and the two for $4 Chris Sandwich.
1: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, Chris Sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4? That is a huge bargain.
8: <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation varies. This
11: is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters. Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with them. And Clark Judge. Cannot
5: coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners.
3: Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by a winner. That'd be GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Probably should have gone to MyCleanPC.com, too, because if your computer runs slowly, you can go there. Go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Earlier on this program, uh, we addressed our season-ending awards, but now we're going to cut that list to 117th. That's right. And go with our award winners from the 17th and last week of the season. And Goose, your team is the top seed in the NFC. You're telling us it's the top team in the NFL, too. So who's your and I game-changer of the week? Or if you'd like, your and I... Homer of the Week.
4: I'm going to go with the guy we just talked about, Colts defenseman Robert Mathis, who played the final game of his 13-year career last weekend, collected his 123rd sack, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, in a victory over Jacksonville. Now, understand where he came from. Mathis was an undersized pass rusher at 6'1", 220, from a small school, Alabama A&M. The Colts made him a fifth-round pick in 2003. He wanted to become an NFL sack leader and a defensive player of the year. He leaves the game 17th on the all-time sack list. Beyond a game changer, Robert Mathis is my career changer.
3: Wow. Okay, Ron, you next. Who's your Renee game changer or your Renee Homer of the week?
0: (laughs) Uh, My Renee game changer of the week is the uh, uh, soon-to-be MVP, potentially, uh, Matt Ryan of the uh, Falcons, who threw four first-half touchdown passes to beat the New Orleans Saints, nailed down a first-round bye for the Falcons. Uh, I would just say... The former Boston College Eagle now has the Falcons f- in flight. Beware Boston, the birds. Boston Maddie College Ice. Homer
3: of the Week. Thanks, Maddie Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to make it a Renai Homer of the Week part two and go with cornerback Dominic Rogers Cromarty of the New York Giants for his two interceptions. That's the Redskins. I mean, look, the, the Giants had nothing to play for. Yet, give them credit. They stuck with their starters. And you know what? Good thing because DRC made the interception – that ended the Redskins season, and Goose, you have to like it because when the Redskins go out, the Lions come in in the playoffs. Yep, the Lions don't sleep tonight. No, anyway, congratulations, DRC. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Well, there's a the sound. I know it's a sound that either Ron Borges is up next, or uh, we just scored tickets to Jersey Boys. You know that play is uh, closing next week, Goose. No, I wow, love that. Play. Yeah, glad, I saw, it, glad I saw it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, just a hunch. But I think it's Ron now who's up next with his Borges or Bogus. So, Ronnie, what do you
0: got this week? Well, Clark, as of today, there are six head coaching openings in the NFL down from the seventh year of the past several seasons. Uh, Will any of them truly make a difference? Well, judging by what's gone on in the AFC East the past 17 years, rope a Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Since Bill Belichick was hired in New England on January 27, 2000, his AFC East rivals have gone through 22 head coaches, including five interims. As it turns out, they actually were all interims.
4: Bogus.
0: Only three of those head coaches ever beat Belichick out for the AFC East title, and one, Dave Wonstadt, did it in Belichick's first season in New England when he was remaking the declining team he inherited from Pete Carroll. Those 22 hirings and firings have produced a 3-14 divisional record against Belichick, and a lot of guys getting paid for not working. What was that again about a new broom sweeps clean? Bogus. Buffalo, which fired Rex Ryan last week, leads the AFC East in at least one category these past 17 years. Most coaches hired and fired, including interims. They'll be working on their 10th head coach, and GM Doug Whaley is working on his third in four years, because he was intimately involved in the hiring of Doug Marone while serving as an assistant GM under Buddy Nix. Whaley's the guy who benched Tyrod Taylor last week, quote, for business reasons, unquote, (laughs) according to their latest interim head coach, Anthony Lynn. Uh, This was to avoid having the rest of his contract guaranteed. Now, that should inspire Tyrod to work very hard this offseason.
4: Bogus!
0: Miami has had nine head coaches during Belichick's tenure, but only once that is in, uh, in Belichick's first year, and Tony Sperano in 2008... Uh, Led their team to the division title Now Sperano also went 29-33 as a head coach So one can assume 2008 was an outlier As for the long-grounded Jets They've gone through five head coaches Since BB quit as the 8C of the NYJ To become the 8C of the NEP His replacement, Al Grohl Went went 9-7 with the Jets And quit to become Virginia's head coach Virginia? For five years, Herman Edwards You play to win the game While coaching the Jets That's what he said he was doing said so won 48.2 percent of those games so adding Herman didn't help the Jets stop living like Herman's hermits in the cellar so what do these six teams now searching for a new leader have to look forward to guys here if they don't have a quarterback in place and a patient owner who recognizes he, he doesn't know if the ball is puffed or stuffed they'll be hiring a new one in another
3: two or three years that's the two I know what we have to look forward to that's the two minute drill so Derek let's get it going How do you like Kirk Cousins
4: now? I can live with a quarterback who set a franchise record for passing yards and averaged 8-1 yards per attempt
0: So can the Redskins. Typical Spartan, big band, bad sound.
3: (laughs) What are the chances the Rams can claim Sam Darnold by eminent domain?
4: Carson Palmer, Matt Leiter, Matt Barkley, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) More than that,
0: uh, remember Ron Vanderkellen before you get too carried away.
3: University of Wisconsin. Love him. New York Giants receivers, including OBJ, partied after Sunday's game with Justin Bieber, the Biebs, Khloe Kardashian, and Johnny Manziel in Miami.
0: You have a problem with that? Well, I don't have a problem with that. I bet Ben McAdoo does, though. <laughs> uh, John Mayer may have a problem with it, too. And they better hope
3: that Roger Goodell doesn't. Eddie DeBartolo had advice for his nephew running the 49ers. What would it be? Sell. <laughs> oh, no. Hire me. Complete the sentence. Adam Jones and the law go together like... Adam West,
0: and Batman. Bill Belichick and cordiality. They don't miss.
3: When Gary Kubiak says the demands of coaching are, quote, no longer a good fit, unquote, what does he mean?
0: He means he misses Peyton Manning. (laughs) He means I got high blood pressure and no quarterback.
3: Who had the tougher New Year's weekend? Jay Gruden on New Year's Day or Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve? Gruden and Mariah both take a backseat to Ohio State. No
0: matter how tough it was on Mariah Carey, she doesn't have to face Dan Snyder.
3: Best chance to beat Dallas. Green Bay, the Giants, or Alabama?
0: The Giants. Defense, defense, defense. The Giants. Check the result. Check the result. Check the result.
3: Trent Dilfer calls Blake Bortles the worst quarterback in the NFL. What do you say? I
4: say Trent Dilfer is the ultimate authority on bad quarterbacking.
3: Exactly right, goes.
4: Dilfer should know. <laughs> RG3 says he proved a lot of people wrong. You agree? The bar must be very low in RG3 World. His first TD pass came on his 113th pass in the fifth game.
0: He did. He proved that he earned a participation trophy this year.
3: What would you have done if the Eagles tossed you from the press box, as they did beat writer Jeff McLean?
4: I'd walk across the parking lot,
0: go see the Flyers playing a Spectrum that night. (laughs) I would thank them profusely for not having to
3: continue to watch this mess. We want to thank Baltimore wide receiver Steve Smith and Hall of Fame voter Vic Carucci profusely for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, that'd be network.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for you at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too.
12: There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic just as there's more to GEICO than saving you money. GEICO also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the GEICO app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite.
9: GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
8: Burger King presents... Breakfast stories. Today's story, Bob and the 2 for 4 dollar croissant sandwich.
1: So, here's a doozy. I'm eating my two croissant sandwich for 4 dollars, you know? And this lady comes over, making big moon eyes, and I'm like, Keep your paws off my other croissant sandwich, ma'am.
8: Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation varied.
2: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
7: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like
6: everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my at cologne startup. Fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.